Hi, thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Kim Hicks, Vice President of Business Development with the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing. I would like to welcome back our new Diamond Apacan business partner, Shift Key, for our final three-part staffing series titled New Year, New Way, Using Technology to Supplement Staffing. So just a little bit about ShiftKey. ShiftKey provides an innovative solution to today's staffing challenges. By providing a true online marketplace for posting and finding open shifts, as well as verifying credentials, conducting background checks and more, ShiftKey removes friction and makes it simple for healthcare facilities and providers to connect. Joining us again today, we have our two awesome, insightful guests, Brandon Tappen and Faggy Morgenstern. Brandon is with ShiftKey and is a licensed nursing home administrator of over 15 years. He holds active licenses in Colorado and Texas, but has spent the last 12 years prior to joining ShiftKey, leading large multi-facility, multi-state operations across the post-acute healthcare space. He progressed to the role of president of operations at senior care centers. During his tenure there, he helped that organization grow to become the largest skilled nursing provider in Texas. He has also held executive leadership roles at Kindred and most recently, Stonegate Senior Living. Faggy Morgenstern has more than 15 years of experience in employee operations. She has extensive knowledge of best practices in labor management. Her passion and commitment to efficiency and cost containment drives her ability to bring value to organizations and help them run more effectively through ongoing management and procurement of staffing agency contracts, along with labor monitoring. So let's dive into part three, common misconceptions of technology-enabled healthcare staffing, myth-busting. So I wanna run through some common misconceptions and address each one. So I have quite a few, so we'll hopefully we'll have enough time to go through all of them. So I'm just gonna kind of go through them and I want both of you just to jump right in. So the first one, which I think is a big one, is that it costs too much. It's you know really talking about the cost of turnover, total cost of benefits, overtime, taxes versus third party. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a beefy subject. So who wants to start? Yeah, I'll start, Ken. Certainly this is a real concern. You know, I empathize with the operators. I know what kind of margins that they're up against. I know they don't live in a free market space where they can pass down costs to their customers. They're providing a service in the state and cost is a real concern, especially when labor makes up 50% of their costs. What's important to compare here again is the total cost of an employee. An employed person that might be in overtime has related taxes and benefits, et cetera, associated with that person filling the shift and what an independent contractor may cost that facility by comparison, a wage in lieu of benefits. Over the last five years, 
shift keys rates have gone up less than 30% and only 2% in the last year. We are a marketplace. We live in the market. We don't dictate the market. So I think what's important for facilities to remember is to be with a partner that doesn't set the rates, that allows you as the facility to set those rates. And with someone who has sufficient scope and breadth to drive down some of this wage inflation that we're seeing. Nurses and aides are taking advantage of this market and we can't fault them for that, right? Lord knows they deserve it and they're certainly needed in a scarce resource, but we can work within the financial constraints of this industry. It can be done. And what we can do is by addressing the underlying operational concerns and achieving those quality goals that they're after with the help of this added support. Yeah, it's a great point, Brandon, in that we don't always compare what our internal cost is. You know, we just look at the numbers and the numbers just seem so far from each other, but we didn't calculate everything that needs to be calculated with that. You know, it's so important to really understand what does your true cost really get to in regards to accommodating your benefits, your taxes, and all this other stuff that happen? When you're negotiating your contracts, ensure you're negotiating rates with the contract that wants to share input with you in regards to where should the rates be at so that they're sustainable and work towards goals together with them. There's no reason to work with contracts that drastically change that by inflating the rates in that capacity. You know, work with a contract that will be willing to hear what you have to say, your concerns, you know, and to us, Shifki has been a valuable partnership and where we've been able to go back to them and say, I think there's room for us to bring some of the rates down here. Can we revisit our contract? And that flexibility allows for us to ensure that we're always working towards the goal of having really sustainable labor and constantly working towards ensuring that that difference is quite comparable to that internal employee, you know, your own staff hitting overtime should really quite compare to the cost of that person in overtime. And it shouldn't be that your internal staff is now way more cost prohibitive, right? And many times what we're seeing is we want to stay out of agency because the stereotype is there that agency is bad. And in turn, we're promising these crazy inflated shift incentive bonuses, but not realizing the true cost. When you add a $300 bonus to an eight-hour shift, what is your true impact on what that just cost you? And nobody's working back to understand that had I just let this gig economy, you know, that's wanting to work in our organization in and outsource some of these shifts to them, it would have been at significantly more reduced rates that are actually way more cost effective, right? And therefore, I suggest organizations to revisit who their partnerships are and who they're working with, because this could be such a significant impact to their bottom line when we really do not understand what the impact has when we just decide what bill rates should be. I'm seeing contracts that are frequently not negotiated to where they need to be at, and therefore it leaves so much room for facilities to not be able to accommodate proper staffing levels because they, they just can't afford it anymore, right? And therefore it needs to be that we constantly work towards goal of sustainability and labor. And that's our focus on what we do for our clients. And it's been tremendous to be able to see how much you know, Shifkey truly values that relationship with us. And we do in turn uh, back with them because of that flexibility of being able to ensure that our rates are set up in places that this is what we're needing and that there is room for it to be revisited at any time if the need arises, you know, so that's super valuable for us. Those are great points. So I want to move into another, another big one that I think it has 
a stereotype attached to it, and that is that the staffing clinicians have an inferior quality. Their quality is inferior to your full-time staff. Oh, this is so true, Kim, in, in that we really have that stereotype, you know, agency's bad, their staff are bad, you know, they went to the same schooling that you had to go through. It's not any different of what training they needed to do to get to their license or their certification. And we sometimes forget that, you know, we think that because they're outsourced labor, that their quality can't be strong or if not stronger sometimes than our own staff, right? At the end of the day, it's just about they're in that labor marketplace because they want a work-life balance or that they're supplementing their full-time gig with a couple of hours more a week that they're available for to help you out at your organization. It doesn't mean that their quality will be very different than your own in any capacity. If anything, because they have a work-life balance, they were able to sleep at night, they're coming into your organization refreshed, they're actually able to give you a really good quality type of care for your residents because they're not burned out to the same capacity some of your own staff may be in. I would only add that we actually did a case study and a majority of our customers, in fact, have higher overall star ratings when compared to their peers. That's exciting. You know, and that really kind of leads into the unknown credentials risk, which I know that Shipkey <laughs> verifies credentials. But I think, you know, this lends itself again to the stereotypes that are out there. Yeah, you wonder with a traditional agency what you're getting. And what's nice about the use of technology platform is not only are those credentials all being validated and can they can move nimbly with, gosh, how many changes we're faced with um, in today's world around those credentials, but the use of software can set up deadlines for when those things expire, when the next one is to be done. And without the use or need for human intervention, folks who don't meet the credential requirements for that shift simply won't see a shift and there's no risk of them showing up to a shift and not being you know, fully credentialed to work it. Those credentials are then stored and accessible at any time to the facility should they need them. Yeah, I agree, Brandon. You guys have done such a wonderful job on ensuring that the compliance factor is really down pat and that staff that are not compliant aren't even able to see shifts. So I never get stuck with having a provider work at my building and she didn't have her license updated appropriately or she was missing some valuable document that was needed for her to even work in our facility. You know, it's so important to be able to easily access the data, right? And be able to download it in a very effective manner. And you don't always get that with other vendors and that you could easily see the compliance and what they do or don't have already. You know, I love the fact of how as changes happen with compliance, sort of like with the vaccine mandates and stuff like that, that you guys have upgraded your system to accommodate those needs. And that, to me, truly shows how much, you know, you value your partnership with the organizations and what their needs are. So kudos to getting that rolled out as quickly as you have and for us to have the insight proactively before confirming a shift for anybody, what their status is like so that we could ensure compliance on our end. And let's talk a little bit about communication and the myth with technology versus, you know, the traditional staffing agencies. 
You know, there's a different sort of communication level that the brick and mortar may have been able to provide. Like they had an on-call 24-7 type of support that if somebody called out, they'd at least communicate with you and let you know, by the way, they called out. We're going to work on trying to cover it and they could or could not have covered it and at least to communicate with you. And we think that we always have to talk to the agency scheduler in order to get that. And I, I think that change in where shift key offers, you could contact the provider directly. That means I could actually talk to the person that's going to come into my facility to actually work with us. That communication is so much stronger in that I could communicate with you to say, hey, we're excited to have you, you know, just confirming your shift again for tomorrow. When you come, you can speak to this person. And it allows us to actually build stronger and better relationships with actual providers more so than we were ever able to do with a brick and mortar, which allowed us to talk and have a great relationship with their scheduling team, but not necessarily with the actual provider. And I know we're probably getting to the end here, but I'd like to just have a, just a couple of more um, myth busters here. One of them is that there's always a fear that using an agency is that they're going to recruit away their full-time employees. Yeah, I'll let you speak on this some, Faggy, but essentially there's no incentive to do so. What this platform is designed to do and is what it's doing across the country is getting that incremental additional efficiency out of what's already a scarce workforce. The average provider on the platform works about 20 hours a week. So they are, by the vast majority, already working somewhere full-time. This is an opportunity for them to work additionally and to support their community's needs. Or people who, for various reasons, right, find themselves on the sidelines and maybe making an economic decision about other industries to work in. And this gives them a chance with choice and flexibility on their own terms to get back into healthcare. Yeah, like Brendan, this just has me talk even more about the opportunity to bring in partnerships that want to work with you on setting rates that aren't inflated, that isn't considered price gouging. It's going to help ensure that why would your full-timer want to leave their great benefits that they have, their time off pay, their holiday pay, their health insurance, whatever else they have. There's a reason they want that, or they may have a family that they need to have those kind of benefits. And they enjoy working in that setting and where they already know the consistency of which unit they're probably going to be working with, who they're going to be working with. And they have a certain sense of, you know, trust that that relationship is only going to continue to improve and grow because they're so committed, right? Versus, the only time we've seen that staff have moved away is when we brought agencies in that have inflated the rates to such a capacity that it's like three times the amount your own staff are making, right? And therefore, it's so important that when you build these kind of relationships and you're negotiating your staffing agency contracts, that they're at rates that are quite close to what your own staff are at without these benefits, right? So like, if we're starting to work backwards and we decide that your own person is, say, making $20 between all their benefits and you now decide to post shifts at $60, yes, that may be a very good incentive for your employee to want to go. However, at the partnerships that we've built with ShiftKey, it allows us to make sure that the rates we set and what the actual provider is going to pick up these shifts at 
aren't severely inflated to that capacity that it will incentivize anybody to switch other than if the fact that they're just wanting to switch out of their, you know, that work-life balance that what we're seeing. But very infrequently have we seen full-timers all of a sudden showing up on our rosters at, you know, our shift key platform because of the fact that we're ensuring our rates are where they need to be. You know, for those organizations that are seeing full-time staff be intimidated into wanting to switch over, it's because they're working with agencies that have issues with price gouging and that's causing that deterrent. It's not because that they want to go. It's because we're creating a, such a vast difference that's harboring such hate for them to want to stay in-house that they're wanting to go there. You know, pace yourself better. Ensure that you're working with the right partnerships. And I'll say it a hundred times if I have to, because the right partnerships will help ensure that it could continue to allow your staff to have recruitment processes to not only keep the people they have, but to continuously bring on people, you know, incentivize your team to have good benefits, right? So full-time staff should have strong benefits enough that that's a selling feature for them. You know, the ones that don't want or don't need the benefits will work their work-life balance through a gig economy, such as a labor marketplace like Shiftkey. But it shouldn't be as a conflict of interest because I think that there's a very different type of group that will come work one way versus the other. And like Brandon said, you know, the average staff are working 20 hours a week. Nobody's living off no 20 hours a week. That means they have to be working a full-time job somewhere. And they're doing this for supplemental income and because, you know, they want to, right? Versus doing it the way we traditionally see it happening and that we think and we keep working off of based on assumptions, on a stereotype. Try to move away from that is what I'm trying to say. Right. And, you know, to close this amazing series that we've done, which I think we could probably do a series of 10 podcasts on staffing is, you know, I think COVID was really a big catalyst for change and not in all industries. You know, we've always had a staffing issue in long-term care, but I think that if we in long-term care embrace change and look at it as an opportunity to embrace change, I think that this could be a positive for us because we do have nurses. They just want to work their shifts. We have MDS nurses who just want to work MDS. They don't want to be pulled onto the floor. We have nurses that just want to work their normal shifts and not work overtime. And if we can just embrace that and look at, you know, this is this great technology where we can supplement the holes everyone's going to be happy. So our retention's going to change. And I think that, you know, there's always fear. And again, all of those stereotypes from the past, I think it's just a matter of time that we all just kind of embrace the new technology for supplemental staffing. And I'm thrilled to have ShiftKey as one of our new partners. And we hope to do some more education around this to help alleviate some of these fears and myths around staffing. And, you know, I encourage anybody to reach out to us if they want to get in touch with Brandon or with Fagy, let us know. And I thank both of you. These have been amazing conversations. I really enjoyed them. Thanks very much, Kim. Kim, I just wanted to add one thing in that to add to the stereotype 
you know, organizations feel like if they have to bring in supplemental staff, they're an operational failure, that they did something wrong. You know, it, it's just part of what's currently happening is the staffing shortages is not just within healthcare, it's in everywhere, right? And the misconception of, you know, because I brought an agency, that means that I'm bad and that we're poorly run organization, if anything, it will only help enhance it so that you can ensure that you meet the level of care that you need at the facility level to ensure proper and good and strong resident care that will only help ensure that your overall organization actually has really strong, effective operations rather than the opposite. Absolutely. I agree. All right. Well, thank you both so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate you too.